Welcome back, everybody, to Chip and Eric and Friends reading through the Bible. And today, it's the day you've all been waiting for. <laughs> the grand return of one Jennifer Kennedy. Hi, guys. Jean's back. <laughs> I'm back. Yeah, Jean's back. Um, I couldn't keep her away. I was like, hey, Jean, you sure you don't want to spread these out? And she's like, nope, we're reading about skin diseases. I'm there. I, I will be there. <laughs> like, if there's scabs and... <laughs> And hairs growing like I want to be there. So, Jean, welcome. Thanks, Thank Eric. you very much for being here for Scab Day. I am excited to be here for Scab it's Day. It's Scab Day. Oh, man. Cool. Well, today is one of the days. I don't know what day it is. That's probably a bad thing. I think it's day 42. That's what I think it is. Okay. Today is day. Oh, my goodness. Day 42. What a guy. 42. That's yeah. a great number. It is a great number. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's right in the middle there by 41 and 43. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so today is day 42. We're going to read Leviticus chapter 13 and Hebrews chapter 3. And that sounds deceptively short, but Hebrews 13 kind of goes on and on about these skin diseases. Mm -hmm. Which, before we start, think about this. They would need to be very careful about skin diseases. Absolutely. As a bunch of people just living in a big open desert with no previous, like, they're freed slaves. Yes. So, like, there's no previous, like, high standard of living or anything like that. So this is actually really important yeah. as we get into it. Okay. I will start. Serious skin diseases. Leviticus chapter 13. The Lord said to Moses and Aaron, if anyone has a swelling or a rash or discolored skin that might develop into a serious skin disease, that person must be brought to Aaron the priest or to one of his sons. The priest will examine the, the affected area of the skin. If the hair in the affected area turned white and the problem appears to be more than skin deep, it is a serious skin disease, and the priest who examines it must pronounce the person ceremonially unclean. But if the affected area of the skin is only a white discoloration and does not appear to be more than skin deep, and if the hair on the spot has not turned white, the priest will quarantine the person for seven days. On the seventh day, the priest will make another examination. If he finds the affected area has not changed and the problem has not spread on the skin, the priest will quarantine the person for seven more days. On the seventh day, the priest will make another examination. If he finds the affected area has faded and has not spread, the priest will pronounce the person ceremonially clean. It's only a rash. And the person's clothing must be washed and the person will be ceremonially clean. But if the rash continues to spread after the... After the person has been examined by the priest and has been pronounced clean, the infected person must return to be examined again. If the priest finds that the rash has spread, he must pronounce the person ceremonially unclean, for it is indeed a skin disease. Anyone who develops a serious skin disease must go to the priest for an examination. If the priest finds a white swelling on the skin and some hair on the spot has turned white and there is an open sore in the affected area, it is a chronic skin disease and the priest must pronounce the person ceremonially unclean. In such cases, the person need not be quarantined, for it is obvious that the skin is defiled by the disease. Now, suppose the disease has spread all over the person's skin, covering the body from head to foot. When the priest examines the infected person and finds that the disease covers the entire body, he will pronounce the person ceremonially clean. Since the skin has, completely, has turned completely white, the person is clean. But if any open sores appear, the infected person will be pronounced ceremonially unclean. The priest must make this pronouncement as soon as he sees an open sore, since open sores indicate the presence of a skin disease. However, if the open sore heal, sores heal and turn white like the rest of the skin, the person must return to the priest for another examination. If the affected areas have indeed turned white, the priest will then pronounce the person ceremonially clean by declaring 
you are clean. If anyone has a boil on the skin that has started to heal, but a white swelling or reddish spot develops in its place, that person must go to the priest to be examined. If the priest examines it and finds it to be more than skin deep, and if the hair in the affected area has turned white, the priest must pronounce the person ceremonially unclean. The boil has become a serious skin disease, but if the priest finds no white hair on the affected area and the problem appears to be no more than skin deep and has faded, the priest must quarantine the person for seven days. If during that time the affected area spreads on the skin, the priest must pronounce the person ceremonially unclean because it is a serious disease. But if the area grows no larger and it does not spread, it's merely the scar from the boil and the priest will pronounce the person ceremonially clean. If anyone has suffered a burn on the skin, and the burned area changes color, becoming either reddish white or shiny white, the priest must examine it. If he finds that the hair in the affected area has turned white and the problem appears to be more than skin deep, a skin disease has broken out in the burn. The priest must then pronounce the person ceremonially unclean, for it is clearly a, a serious skin disease. But if the priest finds no white hair on the affected area and the problem appears to be mo no more than skin deep and has faded, the priest must quarantine the infected person for seven days. On the seventh day, the priest must examine the person again. If the affected area has spread on the skin, the priest must pronounce that person ceremonially unclean, for it is clearly a serious skin disease. But if the affected area has not changed or spread on the skin and has faded, it is simply a swelling from the burn. The priest will then pronounce the person ceremonially clean, for it is only the scar from the burn. If anyone, either a man or woman, has a sore on the head or chin, the priest must examine it. If he finds it is more than skin deep and has fine yellow hair on it, the priest must pronounce the person ceremonially unclean. It is a scabby sore of the head or chin. If the priest examines the scabby sore and finds that it is only skin deep, but there is no black hair on it, he must quarantine the person for seven days. On the seventh day, the priest must examine the sore again. If he finds that the scabby sore has not spread and there is no yellow hair on it, and it appears to be only skin deep, the person must shave off all hair except the hair on the affected area. Then the priest must quarantine the person for another seven days. On the seventh day, he will examine the sore again. If it is not spread and appears to be no more than skin deep, the priest will pronounce the person ceremonially clean. The person's clothing must be washed and the person will be ceremonially clean. But if the scabby sore begins to spread after the person is pronounced clean, the priest must do another examination. If he finds that the sore has spread, the priest does not need to look for yellow hair. The infected person is ceremonially unclean. But if the color of the scabby sore does not change and black hair has grown on it, it has healed. The priest will then pronounce the person ceremonially clean. If either, excuse me, if anyone, either a man or woman, has shiny white patches on the skin, the priest must examine the affected area. If he finds that the shiny patches are only pale white, this is a harmless skin rash and the person is ceremonially clean. If a man loses his hair and his head becomes bald, he is still ceremonially clean. And if he loses hair on his forehead, he simply has a bald forehead. He is still clean. However, if a reddish sore appears on the bald area on top of his head or on his forehead, this is a skin disease. The priest must examine him and if he finds swelling around the reddish white sore anywhere on the man's head and it does look like a skin disease, the man is indeed infected with a skin disease and is unclean. The priest must pronounce him ceremonially unclean because of the sore on his head. 
Those who suffer from a serious skin disease must tear their clothing and leave their hair uncombed. They must cover their mouth and call out, unclean, unclean. As long as the serious disease lasts, they will be ceremonially unclean. They must live in isolation in their place outside the camp. Treatment of contaminated clothing. Now suppose mildew contaminates some wool or linen clothing, wool or linen fabric, the hide of an animal, or anything made of leather. If the contaminated area in the clothing, the animal hide, the fabric, or the leather article has turned greenish or reddish, it is contaminated with mildew and must be shown to the priest. After examining the affected spot, the priest will put the article in quarantine for seven days. On the seventh day, the priest must inspect it again. If the contaminated area has spread, the clothing or fabric or leather is clearly contaminated by a serious mildew and is ceremonially unclean. The priest must burn the item, the clothing, the wool, the woolen or linen fabric, or piece of leather, for it has been contaminated by a serious mildew. It must be completely destroyed by fire. But if the priest examines it and finds that the contaminated area has not spread in the clothing, the fabric, or the leather, the priest will order the object to be washed and then quarantined for seven more days. Then the priest must examine the object again. If he finds that the contaminated area has not changed color after being washed, even if it did not spread, the object is defiled. It must be completely burned up whether the contaminated spot is on the inside or outside. But if the priest examines it and finds that the contaminated area has faded after being washed, he must cut the spot from the clothing, the fabric, or the leather. If the spot later reappears on the clothing, the fabric, or the leather article, the mildew is clearly spreading and the contaminated object must be burned up. But if the spot disappears from the clothing, the fabric, or the leather article after it has been washed, it must be washed again, and it, then it will be ceremonially clean. These are the instructions for dealing with mildew that contaminates woolen or linen clothing or fabric or anything made of leather, this is how the priest will determine whether these items are ceremonially clean or unclean. Okay, and away we go to Hebrews chapter 3. Christ is greater than Moses. And so, dear brothers and sisters who belong to God and are partners with those called to heaven, think carefully about this Jesus, whom we declare to be God's messenger and high priest. For he was faithful to God who appointed him, just as Moses fa served faithfully when he was entrusted with God's entire house. But Jesus deserves far more glory than Moses, just as a person who builds a house deserves more praise than the house itself. For every house has a builder, but the one who built everything is God. Moses was certainly faithful in God's house as a servant. His work was an illustration of the truths God would reveal later. But Christ, as the Son, is in charge of God's entire house. And we are God's house if we keep our courage and remain confident in our hope in Christ. That is why the Holy Spirit says, today when you hear his voice, don't harden your hearts as Israel did when they rebelled, when they tested me in the wilderness. There your ancestors tested and tried my patience even though they saw my miracles for 40 years. So I was angry with them and I said, their hearts always turn away from me they refuse to do what I tell them. So in my anger, I took an oath. They will never enter my place of rest. Be careful then, dear brothers and sisters. Make sure that our own hearts are not evil and unbelieving, turning you away from the living God. Your own hearts, excuse me. You must warn each other every day while it is still today, so that none of you will be deceived by sin and hardened against God. For if we are faithful to the end, trusting God just as firmly as when we first believed, we will share in all that belongs to Christ. Remember what it says. Today, when you hear his voice, don't harden your hearts as Israel did when they rebelled. And who was it who rebelled against God even though they heard his voice? Wasn't it the people Moses led out of Egypt? And who made God angry for 40 years? Wasn't it the people who sinned, whose corpses lay in the wilderness? 
And to whom was God speaking when he took an oath that they would never enter his rest? Wasn't it the people who disobeyed him? So we see that because of their unbelief, they were not able to enter his rest. And, and that, that is, is our reading, reading today. today. And that is our reading today. That's great. It was good. Yeah. You know, it just it goes to remind me that as long as the hair on my scabs doesn't turn white, that I'm really not doing too bad. And there was the yellow hair thing, too. Yeah, so. that's only on the head, though. Mm. Like, if you get yellow hair on the... Anyway, yeah. real gross. Mm. It's okay, though. If a guy loses his hair, he's just bald. He's just bald. He's just bald, guys. <laughs> Don't sweat it. Gosh, yeah. leave him alone. Yeah, normal thing. He's just a bald guy. Yeah, it's okay to lose your hair on your head. Yeah. It's okay. Chip. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> okay. I was just telling Chip. It's okay. Right. Yeah, and yeah. oh, you know what? what? This is the perfect opportunity for a brief shout out to Travis Robinson. Shout out to Travis. Yeah. Okay. Because listen, the man, he's listen, he's still clean. He's got a little <laughs> less hair on his head. Still clean. <laughs> and he's a great dude. And I love him. So shout out to you, Travis. And Amy, thank you for sticking by Travis before you even knew that he was still clean ceremonially. Appreciate that. Okay, anyway, okay. so we read all that with two questions in mind, Jean. You probably know this. I do. How does this help me love God more or better? And how does this help me love others more or better? And so you get to pick which one you want to answer, Jean. Again, I'm in this either. situation, and it's so hard to decide. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> it is tough. Hmm. You know, <clears throat> I'm going to pick how it helps me love others more or better. Okay. Even though I feel like I could choose God so much easier. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I've been, I've been thinking about this passage a lot. And even though I didn't read ahead, I didn't read ahead. I knew the subject matter, but that you. was it. And I, how wonderful how it paired with Hebrews 3. That was amazing. Um, because it's talking about how, you know, people are struggling with medical, medical needs and who knows how those um, skin diseases are occurring, what causes them, mm -hmm. um, if it's sin-related or just health-related or, you know, maybe they're out in the sun too long. Um, there's all kinds of uh, hypotheticals that we could explore. But, um, you know, it they had help available to them. Yeah. And I think that, you know, how, how much confidence in God the priest had to have to do all these um inspections i mean they were like the israelite doctor in the house right and um and how much you know how much how much they were exposed to and it makes me think about um like all of the times we spent like with fear and anxiety with covid yeah and you know and how isolated everybody had to be mm -hmm. and the quarantine i mean it just kind of brings up a little bit of um that trauma yeah who who can read <laughs> leviticus 13 and not think of CDC guidelines. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I totally agree. Yeah. So just reading through this, it makes me, um, it it helps me to appreciate um, the needs of others more mm. and and also to rely on God more for his help because he, he doesn't want us to shy away from meeting the needs of, of people, either bringing them understanding that, yeah, you're, you're actually going to be okay. And, um, and also, okay, you you need some help here. <laughs> yeah. Um, and these are these are your protocols. Um, but at the same time, like this is this is a we could do a, a parallel to sin, 
you know, not just the skin disease aspect, but how it, it can represent sin in our lives. Yeah. And how when we interact with other people, we need to be um, uh, counseling them, counseling them through God's word and uh, and looking to God for strength to help people kind of course correct. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. And that really is kind of how the, the transition when you interpret the Old Testament to the New Testament, that really is how the transition works. You look at physical things and pull out principles and apply them to spiritual things mm -hmm. now. Because the kingdom of God is no longer this bordered land of Israel, right? Which wasn't, quote unquote, the kingdom of God. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Today, it's this borderless spiritual thing that we exist in. So, yeah, you take those principles and you apply them exactly like that. Mm -hmm. So where they had skin diseases, now we think of sin diseases. Sin diseases. Oh, I couldn't help it. Yeah. But, yeah, I think yeah. that's great. And I was also thinking, like, you know, it, we didn't read the passage where Jesus was healing the lepers. But... You know, we see his example that he did not avoid people. Right. You know, and here we have, you know, the clear instructions that the Israelites took to a whole new level when we get to the New Testament, the, the Pharisees and Sadducees, where um, people were just completely rejected and, you know, um, ostracized yeah. um, because of, um, because of, you know, skin diseases or, or other things that they were dealing with. So, yeah. Yeah. Thank, thank God for grace. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. That's good. Okay, so how can I love God more? Well, we see Hebrews is a comparison book. Hebrews will compare Jesus, we already saw, mm -hmm. compares Jesus to the angels. And then today, which is really why I line these up, Jesus is better than Moses. And um, we have been reading since Exodus into Leviticus and next Numbers and Deuteronomy, of course, just how great Moses is. Mm. And Moses is great. And I just love what this says, like, um, sorry. Measure, uh, measure. Just as Moses served faithfully when he was entrusted with God's entire house, but Jesus deserves far more glory than Moses. Just as a person who builds a house deserves more praise than the house itself. And I just love that. Um, as we're reading about Moses, I think it's cool that we can go, man, I really admire Moses. Man, what a great, you know, one of the, literally one of the greatest men to ever walk the earth, but nothing compared to Jesus. And so I just think, you know, and, and the author of Hebrews here ties that directly to this idea of not hardening our hearts toward him, like Israel did when they rebelled. Listen, Israel is going to rebel against Moses and by proxy, God, um, over and over again. And I just think, man, if we recognize how foolish they are to rebel against Moses, and against God, and there's multiple rebellions against Moses. You've got the rebellion of the guy who gets swallowed up by the earth. You've got the rebellion of Aaron and Miriam. You've got the rebellion led by the 10 spies who said they're not gonna enter the land. Like there are multiple rebellions and they're all foolish. And if we recognize how foolish it is to re that they rebelled against Moses, we should not harden our hearts and we should also not rebel against Jesus. And that means doing the things that Jesus said to do, mm -hmm. which there really aren't that many things that Jesus said to do. They're just really hard things. Mm -hmm. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. As I've loved you, love each other, right? Let your love show that you're my disciples. So the whole world, like these are short sentences, simple things, but they're, you know, deeply complex and difficult things to do. Yeah. But we don't harden our hearts towards them. And I just think I can love God better when I recognize that he is greater than any man who's ever lived. Easy to do but then also respond to that in the appropriate way.
because I don't think if Moses walked the earth today, many of us would have the guts to rebel against him. Mm. So like, if Jesus is above that, then where should we be, right? right? So I just think that's cool. Yeah. I love the book of Hebrews. I really, really do because I love the Old Testament mm. and it's just such a great bridge. So, and yes, I did hear you try to say verse whatever and you said measure. <laughs> Can't believe that. I, won't, I just want you to know that I did hear it. You did? Yeah, I'm okay. just such the consummate professional that I couldn't acknowledge it in that moment. I'm so glad. Good yeah. job. Yeah. Way to go. I, yeah, you know, it's a big deal. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, guys, we will be back tomorrow. Um, well, Gene won't, but I will be back tomorrow. And uh, I'm really excited to talk more about skin diseases and the cleansing thereof. And then I think the next day we get to the really fun stuff. So yeah. uh, thanks for joining me, Gene. Thanks for having me. <clears throat> this is fun. It's good to have you around. Yeah. You guys, give Gene some love on Facebook. And if you see her in person, give her a high five. Um, today's Super Bowl Sunday. So oh, that's right. Cool. Yeah. So... Make sure you're looking out for each other and all those skin diseases. Yes, and yeah. go team, your team. <laughs> Whichever team you like is the one I'm cheering for. That's what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. Oh. Go Chiefs. Oh, okay, cool. Okay. That's spoken like a real Pennsylvanian. <laughs> uh-huh. 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 Yeah. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Listen, this is something I say sometimes to Chief fans. The... The Patriots were like the dynasty of football for mm. the entire time I lived in Massachusetts. Yeah. Then I moved here in 2020 when the Chiefs became the modern dynasty. Oh. And so if so people talk too much smack to me, I'm going to move. Oh, I see. <laughs> and then we'll see. And I'll move to Denver where the, oh, where the Broncos no. start winning. That's fighting Yeah, words, that's man. what I'll do. And you know what? Now that I think of that, I think... I think the Broncos won a couple, well, maybe one Super Bowl while I was in Colorado, too. Hmm. So it just follows me. So you guys might want to start sucking up a little bit There's if you like those Chiefs. There's a thread going on yeah. here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just follows me. It's fine. All right. Anyway, you guys have better things to do than to listen to this, like make buffalo chicken dip and watch commercials. Mm-hmm. And I think there's something else happening during the commercials, too, in between the commercials. Oh, Yeah. Yeah. I think they throw a ball around or something. Yeah, I don't know. Tackle people. It's not for me. Mm. Okay. All right. Go team. <laughs> <laughs>